Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Black woman in America. So 
we're from, you know, same culture, but we're not from the same culture. They get the different and the stick than what we get. To me, I see it how being a man, they see a threat. Most people see a threat, and I don't see where, where the threat's coming from. But you need to bring your notepads to the show because it's really going to get in deep. Mr. 910, how's everything going as far as in the news? Anything that might have caught your eye this week? I haven't really been um, keeping on the news this past weekend. Um, I don't really know what's going on. Well, what I've seen, uh, Mick Romney yesterday just announced here in uh, Virginia that the battleship Wisconsin, that his running mate will be Ryan Paul, where he was a Congress member, congressman of Wisconsin. A lot of people are, I don't know, in a little bit shocked in a way, but and now I'm bringing out the information. A lot of people are talking about, I know Sarah Palin came up talking about in High Point, North Carolina, uh, about today and yesterday she was in the area right there. I think that's where you're at right now, where he was trying to sum up things about him, blah, 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 you know, you know, he's was elected as a Congress member, age of 28, you know. And a lot of people are trying to put him as, hey, he can do this, blah, blah, blah. I know people are going to say this. They're going to try to get him off experience, you know, because of his age, he's 28 or whatnot. Uh, I know with the rules of becoming a president, I think you have to be at least 35, I believe. You know. He, you know, at the age he was, 28, you know, and now they're saying, you know, a picture of a 40-year-old president candidate, a vice president candidate, and it's going to be uh, tough and different. But, I mean, nonetheless, the president was young when he got in, too. But there's not much information other than looking at his records of what he has done, which we're going to get you further information. I mean, it came short notice. I know there's been a lot of flip-flopping with uh what Nick Romney's been saying, what his intentions were going to be. I, it was one point that they say he was going to more likely down the line get a, what's the name, former Secretary of State, Consulia Rice. And Consulia Rice, you know, right when it was with uh, Senator McCain, when he was running, they were talking about that earlier too. She said she didn't want to do with it no more. She didn't want to deal with it no more. I think they did actually did make a legit bid to get her in there, and she went, she's not doing it. And I think what he's trying to look for is someone, I don't know, to, to appeal to the audience to make them look like, hey, I'm trying to get to the younger generation, too, because in my opinion, from what I'm looking at and what I'm getting from the statistics, people are... People are actually uh, trying to go ahead and uh, have him come through as being the new generation. Mr. Nolan, if you can turn down all the stuff in the background right there, that'll help me out right there. Uh, what's the situation going on with this presidential election is that people are going to have to make sure that they register to vote. have to know what you're getting into before it happens less than 90 days before this election takes place. 
I'm not telling you who to vote for. This show is not going to tell you who to vote for. I'm going to tell you to know all your facts right there. Okay? My thing is that I don't want people to be denied the right to vote. People fought, people died to get this right. And people take it for granted. You're right. People take it for granted about voting. And they think voting ain't nothing but, you know, but you got to know who you're voting for. you got to know what's going to be in for it. Don't vote for someone because it's based off, you know, how they look. You know, vote for what that characteristic of what this person has, you know, how they were, you know, what they did. Because, you know, why all of a sudden now you all change because you're going for a higher office? People will say they're doing things, and you know this. It's not only zero. You know, people say they will change. Once they get in office, they're going to do all this, and then they get in there, and they don't do anything. Uh-huh. That goes for both sides of the house. So you honestly got to look at, okay, overall, after all these things, I said, how many things have they actually passed, and what was the reason for them not passing these things? What was the reason for people being laid off if you're saving so many jobs, you know? If you're saving money for the economy, what did you sacrifice? Because everything comes with a consequence. Let's get this straight. This election is going to be a very serious election, more serious than the one before, because now it boils down to people want to know what's going on with the economy. That goes into what we're going to talk about today. As far as uh, things I want to bring up to you, Mr. 910, honest opinion, this is what I get as far as what you face as being a black man in America. And you can you can jump in anytime you want to. I'm going to go ahead and listen down to what I have with people don't really see. They see it, but then they play it like, oh, you know, this is your fault. This is why you're like this. Let me go ahead and start off. You got to know what, you know, what's going up against you. I take that back. Being black in America, being looked as a human being, that's one thing that we expect to have. Instead of being looked as black, I should be looked as being human. Right. Really no race, to be honest with you. Race is something that was made up as a, a social construct back in the 14, 1500s. It's okay, this is what this person is, this is what... And then it really got into it here in the, you know, 18th century and up. Race is now a big thing. Look, look at the news. Look at CNN, how the media put race out there. That's how you start stuff. But the thing is, we didn't start that. People who sit there and say, let's this, this make a division. They came with race. Because if I cut someone, they bleed red too, right? No matter what, who you are on earth, if you get cut, a deep cut, you're going to bleed out red. I have two eyes. They have two eyes most of the time, you know. It ain't like they have acid blood or, or any of that nonsense right there. But it also means to be black, but you know, being a black man in America, you know you're going to already have strikes against you when you come out your, before you can come out your mother's womb. Let me get that to you. Okay, they already think most people, from what they see on TV, they think you're a criminal, you're you just do reckless behavior based off your skin type. You know, you, you typical people do this and that. You can't base off a race. Having to do extra just to be equal. Which I'll come back to that right there. 
dealing with racism over and covert. Seeing misconstrued in images of what they call as a black man in America, you see the buck, you see the ball player, you see the thug, you see the gay. That doesn't depict me or Mr. 910 or the majority of African-American men. Being miseducated and to be looked at inferior in front of others. Not knowing the true heritage that we all have if you're black of your roots back in Africa. You know, they're not going to put this in the history books. Oh, no. Miss 910, what, what would you like to hit on any of those right there? I know you got something to say about that. I'm a big part of being black in America, you know, I guess in a way, for what I see, everybody thinks they're different about, you know, somebody being over you. How you say it? Superior, superior to you? Everybody's superior to us, yeah. one like being black yeah. in America, worry about, about things like that, like making you feel like you beneath, beneath them, beneath everybody. I guess when we, when we talk, cause all the stereotypes about us, you know, and we don't, we don't know this, you know, this person do this, does whatever like that. That's um one thing I I can think of right now. Yeah, and what people don't understand is that. Some people think, well, I know this. Why don't you know this? If, let's say, for example, I'm going to give you a metaphor here. If water was running and it had to go in a tiny funnel, it would go through the tiny funnel, but at a slower rate. Then you have something that didn't have a funnel that can just keep pouring down. If it would have to fill up a bucket, which, which bucket would be filled up quicker? The one with the little funnel? Or the one with no funnel with all the water pouring from the sink. It'd be the one with the the faucet with all the water pouring down, but no funnel. Because with the funnel, it's, it's, it's restricting the flow, right? Right. So what if the flow was opportunity? Well, this is this is your your little path to opportunity. This is the only thing you're going to get for right now. Now, some people say, well, everyone has equal opportunity. Yes and no. Not everyone came off on the right foot. Some people have gone through financial strains, you know, sociology, you know, with being in a certain neighborhood, going through certain struggles. It's not all equal. I don't believe it. It's not equal here. If you give a person the same opportunities that you give a person of another race or ethnic group. The odds even out. But if you delay, because some people say, well, they get opportunities. Let's say you delay those opportunities where those opportunities should have been started earlier. Where do you think they're going to be? They're going to be behind, right? It's just like a race. So if I say, I'm going to give this guy an opportunity to start off as manager, and let you start off as a field hand or whatever, we'll eventually get there maybe 10 years from now. But 10 years from now, that guy's not going to still be managing. He's going to be somewhere else with the ladder. And they say, well, what's wrong with you? I, I got my, my break. You must have did something wrong. It's not that we did something wrong. That if you don't give a person the proper tools that they need, 
they're not going to be as productive or as efficient as they would in the country or as far as working. That's one thing that I have to point out right there. Now, as far as the education, look at your look at the next time if you have kids or next if you're in school, whoever's listening, pick up a history book and look at American history. Just look at it and see what they say about history. You know, history is based off of what people say, and then it gets twisted around, twisted around, twisted around more. You know, looking at Custer's last stand, a lot of people thought he went out like guns blazing, this and that. He got his ass whooped the first few minutes of the, of the fight, they said. But people were trying to depict it. They didn't believe what the Native Americans were saying. So they went on a history channel to try to prove it all that, you know, well, maybe the Native Americans didn't know what they were talking about. You know, maybe as custards went through and blah, blah, this, his men did this, they got slaughtered. They knew they got slaughtered, but how the details went, they made it play like, oh, no, that, it went like this. But the people who survived were the Native Americans, right? There wasn't no American soldiers who survived. They got slaughtered, the ones that were with the custard. So if you depict history... And you look at history, but they still stay that custer, did this and did that, or whatever. Going back to slavery, they don't mention that there were white slaves. They might mention in dirt and ditched servants. But there were people that didn't get the 10 years, you work for me and you free. It was slave slaves. But that was broke up. Those are rebellions. They don't talk about the slave rebellions in, in American history. Now, I ain't going to say they were all successful because none of them were really successful. You had Nat Turner. You had Shades Rebellion, things like that. Look those up. The thing is, if you keep a person hold down for so long, and then you release the shackles and then say, we're going to give you some education, but you ain't going to be on top, is that an advantage or disadvantage? That's a disadvantage right there. Yeah. So then you turn around and look and say, well, it's been, you've been free for 150, 170 years or whatever. Why ain't you up together? Let's get something straight. With being black in America, with those opportunities being limited, as far as being delayed, that's where you get your economic issues right there. Blacks, and you know this is true, blacks have been paid less than whites when they were working. Once they got free, they were getting paid less. First person who equalized pay in America was Henry Ford, working, having you know, Ford company. That was Henry Ford. That was his company up up in uh, Michigan. A lot of people, a lot of whites got upset with that. It was a riot. I remember, Mister Nine One Zero brought that up about the riot not too long ago. A few episodes. They got mad. Wasn't got. They didn't get mad because the black was taking the job. Some people thought that was the case because again. No one can't walk in the store and say, I'm taking your job. It don't work that way. Someone has to hire you, right? I can't walk into uh, IBM and say, I'm taking this job. It don't work that way. Someone has to hire me. So the anger was vented on the wrong people. But they felt that was wrong. And reports that I don't see nothing wrong with it. This is America. Everyone should be equal. I mean, at least pay $5. That was uncalled for. Back in those times, five dollars a day. That that was some money right there. 
I know y'all saying that you crazier than cat shit, but <laughs> you got to think about about inflation. It wasn't that much inflation like it is now. So that was something big right there. I mean, you work for five days, you get $25. You do the math. One thing about that, some people felt that that was a threat because they felt like, well, they can get the same thing that I can get, more resources. It goes down to resources. And this thing's been played in people's minds of a race issue here in this country. As far as black men, black men have a family too. And don't don't sit there and try to say, okay, well, I got baby moms. I hate that. You got people have kids. People have kids out of wedlock. Now, I'm not saying that black people don't have those issues, but that's a generalization right here. People, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, people have kids sometimes out of wedlock, right? But don't make it seem like uh, blacks are the only ones. But a man yeah. responsible black. Go ahead, Mr. Nine Zero. I was just coming. I just hear all. I see all walks of life. Culture people do that. Have children out of wedlock. Not saying to do it, but you know, it's not just one group of people. It's like the whole human race. Yeah. You know, do it, does that. Yeah. Honestly, what I feel about that is that as responsible black man, but you you have a male, just like you have a white male, black male, Hispanic male. But a man, it takes a man to raise a kid, you know, put that discipline in that child and teach that child right from wrong. Now, you can't, there's no guarantees. You can teach your kid everything, exactly what you want them to. The child's going to make his own choice. But as far as laying the law down, making sure your kid is not messing up, as far as you saying, I did everything that I could, Black man doesn't want to see his kid fall. That's some pity, pity mess. That's some crafts in the barrel mentality. He said, well, I just want to see my kid struggle worse than I did. I don't want him to see. You should wish, you wish for your child to have more. You know, and all of us will say, I don't have no kids. Mr. 910 doesn't have any kids. But going back to opportunities as far as being a black male, if those opportunities were offered to us, same way it was offered to offered to uh, white people in the beginning. Maybe a fair shake, right? Mm-hmm. Now people got those those illusions where you know everyone got. It. I don't understand what you're talking about. Well, we gotta look at it like this: when the the depression took place, you know, people start falling out the roof and stuff like that. We didn't. We weren't living in Wall Street, things like that. Not that Wall Street, anyway. But, you know, during the 40s, you know, after the war, things like that, people were able to get loans, you know, people coming back from war. But we weren't able to get those loans. They didn't offer those to African Americans. That created the middle class. There was no middle class until probably right after, uh, right directly after World War II. No middle class. So we all live, most of us are living in the middle class now. But people have a struggle of color to get there, where someone gave someone a loan to get you started, that's different. As far as trying to start up a business, you couldn't go to a bank to get a business loan. You couldn't. You black man trying to go in there with a business loan, you probably go in there with 10% like the white person over there could. They weren't going to give you the loan. 
you had to go somewhere else to get along. You had to get money from all family members or whatever. Or it took you longer. It delays you again to get your business started. And you had to make sure your business was solid. You know, some people, if you realize, hey, Mr. Nonwazir, you're not going to be able to get this loan from us, you might give up. Some people might give up. So what's the point? I'm not going to work with this guy. Right. We we want the same thing as what was stated from Thomas Jefferson when he wrote the Declaration of Independence, you know. You know, these things we want to have, you know. Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And we're still getting there. We're not all of us are there. Not all whites are there. But don't sit there and try to blow someone's legs out. That's what it's going to come down to for this election right here. Whether or not you want someone who's going to back you up or someone who's going to blow your legs out and keep you at disadvantage. You make the choice on that. So Now, people will sit here and, and tell you about the race. You know, black people don't want to work. I heard that. I heard that people. Black people don't want to work. That's why they have a high percentage in uh, unemployment. <laughs> right now, 14.4% in African Americans unemployed, 7.4% in whites. What do you think about that, Mr. 910? <laughs> I'll repeat it one more time about the percentage. They're saying black people don't want to work. That's why they're so high on unemployment. 14.4% of African Americans, this is male and female, unemployed in this country. They increased by 1% back in May to make it to that point. So it's an increase where 7.4% were white, being male and female. What do you think about the, that? What's your thoughts? Well, my opinion, like, like you were saying earlier, that some, you know, a lot of blacks, you know, not trying to break on your color, some people just don't get, like you said, that many opportunities, you know. So they not really change, you know. Um, you know, some of these countries like, oh, they might not come out straight and tell you, you're like, well, he's not, you know, this color, he's not white. Or, oh, see, they might, how can you say it? They might think, well, you're not fit to work here. You don't deserve to work. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to basically keep you oppressed. You know what I'm saying? You know, we're oppressed. People are just trying to keep you oppressed, basically. And think about all that stuff. I think a lot of stuff be lies. So there's a lot of black people who want to work, who want to do better for themselves. But they're not given that opportunity. You know how you say you keep getting turned turned down, turned down. You know some people don't give up. Some people are like, man, what's like you said? What's the point? You know what I'm saying? We'll keep doing this. And another thing is stuff like that. Like, like with the um, I think about the um, the food stamp thing. You know how they always trying to oppress this certain group of people so they don't have this. They often be them. Like with the food stamp thing. I was looking for some stuff the other day about it. Is that um, out of everybody else, out of between the African Americans, Hispanics, and all the other folks, or whoever is in America, uh, white has the highest rate of, uh, I guess, people who own uh, welfare or something like that. And yeah, that's what I'm just trying to think about. Um, I'm not to you know, know about almost too much, but reason it's probably like that because I say a lot of opportunity people are not, they're not giving them opportunity or chances to give them a shot. You know, show them what they got. They're just turning away because. Color of a man's skin, or they think 
they're not good enough to work for them, you know, just call who they are, what color they are. You know, basically an opportunity thing. I, I totally agree with right there. I mean, with the jobs going like they are going, I actually did some research. I was looking at some jobs the other day, and it's always oh, hiring, hiring, hiring. Okay, look deeper into it. They say, okay, we're not going to train you. You should already have five years of experience. So when you're trying to go to a different type of job, let's say you're just trying to do something different, you got to have three or five years. So how's that fair? But they, they say they're hiring. So you're not willing to train them because you want to train them regardless, right? Right. But you're expecting them to already have like three to five years of experience dealing with this. Now everyone's going to have three, five years experience dealing with whatever you have. Now I ain't saying they're saying I want them to be executive at IBM, but something that's dealing with, you know, a job is paying you 42000 or 50000 It shouldn't have to be like that. And I couldn't find no job that had a prerequisite of something, maybe a year or six months of, of training that paid Forty-two to $50,000 enough, you know. I couldn't find it. My thing is that if someone gets is unemployed and they're trying to find a job, and say, I found a job right there, but yet people say, well, we're not willing to willing to take a chance on you. We're just going to, we just want someone. That's a way of limiting people. Because, again, Mr. 910 say, if you limit someone's opportunities to train for it, what you think happens? They don't get the job. So, therefore, they're not able to get the job that you put on USA Jobs, that you put on career builders. You can only settle for a job that pays lesser now because now they don't really want to train. But then, you get what I'm saying? That's a ceiling right there. That's stupid. Now, when I mean experience, they're not even talking about education. They're not even talking about the education part. They said, we really don't care about it. We want people with experience. So, you're not going to train them. I think it should be a rule with that. And I can't make anyone change their laws of how they run or their business and stuff. But if you say you want to open up these jobs, open opportunities, where do people find opportunities to train for three to five years just to get this job down the street? That means they have to work for less? (laughs) That goes back to what we were saying earlier in the show. Unfair, totally unfair. The thing is, too, that, you know, if you want to be honest with people, be honest with people. That's what's wrong with this country right now. I think people can't be honest. Be honest if you hate someone. <laughs> I know that sounds messed up, but you put little hidden things, oh, we ain't going to hire you because you have three to five years. But you might hire someone because you know someone over there, good old boy over there. That's not fair. That's not fair to the company. It's not fair for other people. I look like we got a caller coming in here. Let me bring him on. 208, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. What you got to say about the thoughts? All right, gentlemen. My name is Salahuddin from New York City. Um, hey. Yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> it can be somewhat daunting to find employment. Um, I, I guess that's why a lot of people... Particularly young people, if you're young enough, and if you don't have a felony, a particularly bad uh, criminal record, and go into the military because that's that's one place where as long as you don't have a record, and you you meet certain physical qualifications, 
Um, you're not going to be turned away. They don't ask you how much job experience you have. So that's kind of a default kind of employment, you know. But um, yeah, that's true. How is it up there in New York? What part of New York you are in right now? Oh, I'm in Queens, uh, two blocks from the beach in Far Rockaway. How how's the employment going up there? Because I know it's, it's different from where we're at right now. I know New York is different. Uh, you down in Florida? Where are you? We're in the southeast region of Carolina and Virginia. Okay, yeah. My father's family comes from the Carolinas. You know. Um, it's always pretty competitive here in New York. You've got a constant waves of immigrants coming in, which um, really undermines the. Uh, you know, you have fewer and fewer jobs, and more and more people competing for those jobs. You know, it becomes an employer's market. You know. You know, they can give you any wage they pretty much uh, please, you know. So, yeah, it's pretty competitive here. And um, a lot of people are, unless you have a Fortune 500 kind of background and that kind of employment, um, that kind of, uh, those kind of opportunities available, you're not, most people are trying to take civil service jobs, you know, wait to get a call for those positions. You know, particularly a lot of us black people, that's pretty much what, you know, most of us relying upon is, you know, get a, a government job, you know. So, yeah, the private sector, as you said, you know, they, they use all kinds of machinations and they're really discriminating against. I was reading some statistics that um, relative to black Americans and other immigrants, that uh, even when black Americans were willing to take less less pay, that we were still being discriminated, less pay than immigrants. We were still being discriminated against. You know, of course, the stereotype and the propaganda is that we're lazy and we don't want to work. And, the, you know, the immigrants are taking jobs because, well, we just don't want them, which is a lie. I mean, most of the jobs that the immigrants are taking, I was listening to T. Willard Fair. He's the CEO of the Urban League in, in Miami. He said, you know, most of the, the jobs that the black people had in, in the uh, food service industry, the... Um, uh, you know, the waiters and, and the people who worked in food service were all black people. So, you know, unskilled labor. But when the Cuban and Haitian immigrants came in, they took all those jobs. They, you know, they discriminated against black Americans in favor of other immigrants. So, like you said, it's, it's on many dimensions that we're experiencing being marginalized, not just by the white community anymore, but by other other ethnic groups like a buffer to us that are being given preferential treatment over us. Yeah, so... <laughs> It's really it's a cruel bait and switch, man. You know the civil rights movement was for us, but all these other groups are now benefiting from it. White women have been designated an oppressed minority. Gays are an oppressed minority. Immigrants who never, uh, never were discriminated against, never were enslaved, never experienced segregation, didn't march and have family members who died in the civil rights movement. They now come here and they're benefiting from the struggles of black people. And it's a cruel, cruel hoax that's being perpetrated against us both. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you on that right there. Because, like Mr. 910 saying, you know, it's a, it's a game right there. Like, well, let's keep them down as long as possible. It's like a, a great fear. Like, if we get in power, because, you know, that when President Barack Obama took office, it was like gun sales went up at the highest rate. The day he took office, like, all of a sudden he was just going to unleash everything and, and it was just going to be a fight. Like, and they still got a plan called Rex. 86, I believe, Mr. 910 was talking about. If something could happen, if there was supposed to be a, a fight, because we're going to take over, it's, it's just people, we just have people, human beings, who want a fair chance. That's the thing. Mm. 
But, you know, the thing like my father said about the whole immigration thing, if we have issues with employment, which we do, you know, people unemployed, shut the borders down and let people get jobs. Why are you feeding people into the country? We don't need no one in the country. It should be like, okay, for the next blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm not being funny, but if you let the people come in, well, there's still jobs that need to be filled. That's a different stuff. But the thing is, if they can't find jobs, and if they born raised Americans, born and raised Americans, I think you need to go ahead and shut the borders down. Don't let no one come in here staying in here. No work visas, no nothing. Let people get jobs. So, I thank you for your call. Certainly. Thank you very much. Bye. No problem. Mr. Nolan Zero, like I was saying, your thoughts? I agree totally. I understand totally what he was saying. How the whole immigration thing, that's another thing that's, you know, making it hard to get a job, too. But, you know, they're worth anything. You know what I'm saying? So they're yeah. willing to give give it to somebody who will work for anything, you know. I know they got to make a living too, but it's like they're getting about us over here, and I, they can come ahead. in and give it. I'm not hating against somebody, you know. I wish I wish for all men to do well. I don't care who you from, what walks of life you come from, but it seems like they can come over here and get business and stuff. It'd be hard for us to get one, you know. You, you I, know exactly, I mean? you're right. You're right. It's like when they come over here, it's alone. It's this and that. We really want you to have American dreams. Then they look at us. Why ain't you? Uh, why why can't you find a job? Because they don't know the whole story. They've been fed lies. You know they try to become citizens. They got to take the the test that they're supposed to. You know I don't know the name of it. The citizens test. And you know they're gonna tell. They're gonna feed you the crap that they want you to feed you to make sure you're indoctrinated. Well, the false information. You know. So why ain't black people? I got the opportunity. Why didn't you get the opportunity? You know, because you're using the things that we were were fighting for, and we're not getting the benefits from it. Honestly, that's how I feel. Like you were saying about the old civil rights, you know, about affirmative action, it's been flipped upside down. And some people say we should get rid of it. No. No. Until people, because like I told you, I broke it down to the folks here on the show. You know, as far as business owners, as far as equal and out, it's only like one out of 101 people um, of African descent that are business owners. Where you might have, you know, with Asians, five out of 38. I, I got to pull back those stats up. But the thing is, like that, it, it makes people say, "Well, I guess black people don't want to take. They lazy. Of course, they're not gonna have a business. Not the thing. Yeah, if I, like I say, if Mr. Nolan Zero wants to start a business. Okay, you gotta raise capital. Mr. Nolan Zero has to raise capital, but he doesn't have a job. How does he raise capital? Okay, they said, "Well, you better go rob a bank." That ain't happening. We gotta go a business legally. So then you might even raise the money just the bank. The bank might be like. I don't like your business plan. So now you're going to have to talk to investors. Investors, it can work or it cannot work. It depends on how you float the whole situation. But honestly, I I think this country needs to do reformation, re-education, and get all the lies out of the system. Because if you're not able to give people 
the opportunity to work, they're not going to starve. They're going to survive. They're going to find a way to survive. And then, don't have a Go ahead, Mr. 910. That's why we have a lot of people going to turn into crime because they can't get no jump. They got to eat somehow. That's how they get by and stuff. Now, that might say, well, all y'all commit crimes. Well, people, most of the times you guys who commit crimes are trying to survive. I'm not justifying to commit a crime, but look at the, the reason behind it. Now, they can say we commit crimes, but they commit worse crimes than we do, like the whole Colorado shooting. What was the reason for him to shoot those people for? Yeah. You're not going to have a brother go around shooting. Now, some people might say, where the DC sniper did his thing. He was crazy and didn't catch shit. He was pissed off at I guess what was going on in America right there. I'm not saying that either, but these people you see on T V robbing banks or they're gonna survive. People not, people are gonna fight to survive before they die. And you can solve this. You can simply solve this by giving these kids who want to happen because the best people you should offer business loans to to start a business is young people. Because young people I ain't saying it should just be to young people, but in particularly, in my honest opinion, my honest assessment, the people who are with, who are able to take the risk without losing everything, losing all that fortune and things like that. Because as you get older, you don't want to take heavy, heavy risk, as you know. Give it to them. They can work it out. If they got a good, solid plan, let them get loans. Let's, let's back up our kids. Let's back up our youth. So at the end, their businesses are, are going to be the ones that last 30, 40 years. If we invest in our own businesses, that goes back to what I was telling you all a few shows ago. If we invest into our own businesses, we can be independent from all this nonsense that's going on. We can We can reduce the dependency that we are going through now in our country with this nonsense that's going on. If we take care of ourselves, and I mean take care of ourselves, we take care of our people, people of color, people who go through issues like that, we have better. We have a better system, you know what I mean? It used to be like that um, prior to segregation, you know, you couldn't go to facilities all the time like they you white only, right? If I'm lying, if y'all think this is science fiction, go go look up in your history books, the real history books. Yes, it was racism in this country. People don't realize that. And it still is, like I said. You have color signs. You had signs that say you better get out of town before the sun sets on your ass or we'll come kill you. Signs like that. There's a couple of signs still like that in parts of the country, and not just the south. It was up north, too. This country has to reform. It has to get better. And if it doesn't get better, we shouldn't sit there and wait on it like uh, like it's supposed to just fall on our lap. We can't sit there and just pray about it and don't do anything. We have to come together and work as a unit, all of us. Well, that's it for our show today. I'd like to thank everyone who took the time out to listen. I thank the callers for uh, listening in and actually for the callers from New York calling in and giving us uh, his feedback on what's going on up north. We welcome all the calls, everyone who calls in. We'll be back tomorrow for next uh, for the next show. We're going to have everything going on for that right there. 
And we're going to have a Black Wall Street show coming up in a couple more days, too. Mr. 910 should be able to chime in on those two shows right there, too. We really want to get you educated and get you to wake up. But the more minds that wake up, the more power there is as far as understanding what you can do. Because don't let the shackles be on your foot. Break those shackles off. You don't have to resort to this nonsense right here. Shows about trying to educate people as well as I know we talk about relationships, things like that, but uh, I really want to educate people on what's going on around them that I think that needs to be told, that needs to be explained. So that way, when you see someone, just don't judge them because of how they look. Judge them based off of what they, how they work, based off the characteristics as far as in the attributes, but not based off color. That's one thing we got to get past in order for us to be a better society. Is there anything else, Mr. Nolan Zero, that you would like to 